Welcome to Hey Dad, Can You Talk? My name's Bailey Garner. I'm a wife, I'm a mom, and I struggle just like everybody else. And when I'm struggling, I call my dad. And I don't know about you, but I could use some encouragement right now. So let's call dad and see what he has to say. Hey, B. Daddy, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm not in a, a, a snowstorm like you are. Texas doesn't normally get snowstorms. So how are you handling that? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm building big fires and uh, watching Har- uh, Howard in the backyard. So I'm having a good time. Yeah. Is he liking the snow? You know, he loves it. I, I don't know if we've ever had a dog that's loved it as much as he does. So it's been fun to watch him. And you know, a couple of days to stop is not a bad thing at all. It's, it's pretty here for sure. Well, here in Mississippi, it's like a monsoon. Um, and our listeners don't know this yet, probably, but you have a house next door. And I have to say that you've been on my tail about getting you some gutters. And today you would have been really frustrated if you would have seen, seen the rain coming off your house. <laughs> yes, I would have. That was that was what happened when I first bought that house and went, wait, it doesn't have any gutters. But I'm, I'm sure you... I'm sure you're right on that, baby. Yeah, no, I, yeah. today I got on. I'm going to find it for you really soon. So, <laughs> Awesome. Uh, well, look at us. We're doing a podcast together. What in the right. world? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? What a, what a great thing. <laughs> I'm so excited. I feel like um, we're just so lucky to get to have some really cool conversations. And for so long, we've talked about how it'd be neat if other people could you know, just peep in and listen. And, um, I feel like this is going to be a great way for that. And I know you always give me so much wisdom and encouragement. So I'm really excited for that to be able to overflow on other people. So thank you for doing this with me. I'm excited. Anything I get to do with my, my, my baby girl, I'm okay with. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really excited. So something I wanted to talk to you about today, it kind of came up in conversation with one of my really good friends. And we were talking about when we are feeling overwhelmed, um, as moms and how we are supposed to handle that with our kids. And it takes me back to the time when I was younger and you were going through some struggles uh, mentally with your mental wellness and anxiety. And so I, I really think that your story is so powerful. So I wanted to see if you would be willing to share some of that and just some background for people that don't know you. And then we can talk about kind of how you handle that as a dad with little kids. Sure. You know, the, the short version or as short as I can make it, uh, You've heard it a million times, B, but, you know, I was, uh, it was 27, 28 years ago, and I think it's always important to keep putting into context that there was no talk of mental health. There was nothing about counselors. There was only people having nervous breakdowns. That was the word I remembered. But I, I never knew anybody who went to a counselor. I didn't know anything about depression, anxiety. And the short version is I was, you know, pastoring a church that was growing and being blessed had two great young kids, a beautiful wife. And I woke up in the middle of one night where I felt like my, I was having a heart attack and was sweating and I had no idea what was happening to me. And 
I get up and just, you know, I'm a guy, so I was going to walk it off. And uh, one, one night turned into two, it was turned into three, it was turned into four. It was almost two weeks that I didn't sleep. I didn't tell anybody what was going on. Until one day I was driving down I-35 toward Fort Worth and I kind of caught myself, you know, took everything I had not to run into a bridge that day. And it scared me that mom hates when I tell that story, but that part of my story, but I always tell her that I want people to understand. I know what it's like to get to a place of pain where you can fool yourself into believing the world would be better off without you. Yeah. But that scared me. Glad you didn't do that. (laughs) Me too. So that scared me a lot. And a dear friend that I, confessed to him after I told your mother, help me find a Christian counselor. And uh, I drove to Fort Worth four days a week for the next four weeks, uh, charged up a credit card, uh, spent money we didn't have. (coughs) Sorry, but to start trying to untangle some of that in my life. And uh, that has led me on a 28 year journey almost now of discovering what freedom really is and being like God put me in a position to talk to lots of people about this issue. Well, yeah, I mean, I can remember, well, first of all, growing up and hearing, I didn't know you were going through that as a kid. I mean, I know I remember what house we were in, um, in the Keller house and I was Mm -hmm. probably in, third grade or something, maybe second. And, um, the thing is I, as a child had no idea what was going on. And I, I found out later, like maybe college, honestly, high school or college, when I would hear you preach and you would tell the story and it, it was so crazy to me because looking back, that was not part of my memory at all of you. Like I wouldn't have even known you were struggling. And so I know, so many people, friends I talk to, cause I have three little kids. Um, and I talk to other friends with little kids who struggled thinking like I'm having this anxiety and I, but I don't want my kids to see, and I don't want to show them because I don't want them to be scared or I don't want them to think I'm not in control or, you know, whatever it is. And so mm-hmm. how did you do that? Um, when we were so young, like I, I, I honestly want to know because I don't, <laughs> like I said, I don't have memories, so I don't know how you did it. Well, at some level, uh, I look back and I've always told your mom, I was so grateful that you and Ross were so young. You're probably fourth grade, third or fourth grade when this, this began for me. And you were a bit oblivious. You were living your life and, uh, one of the things that I always ask God for was just give me enough strength to be a dad to my kids, you know, for the next couple of hours. And so part of that was just the protective nature, right? Yeah. Of I didn't want you worrying about dad. I was worried about me, honestly. And uh, I, I needed, there's a part of that you kind of, it's you and God, that you've, you've got to kind of move through it. I think you were in high school when you first heard about it, because when you roll the clock back, Ross, when he was asking a girl on a date, so I know he had to be 16, it was, and 
the girl's mom wanted to meet him. And she was lived over in Roanoke, a town not far from us. And she said, do you go to church, son? He said, yes, ma'am, I do. Where do you go? I go to church in Argyle called Cross Timbers. Is that the place where that pastor that had that nervous breakdown? And Ross said, yes, it is. Never told her that it was, that was his dad, right? And uh, so that's a vivid memory. If I could do some of it over, I probably would have looked for ways, at least when you're in middle school, uh, and I'm just generalizing, but, you know, at that point in your life to say, man, like, uh, your dad has some good days, some bad days, but I want to tell you how God's helping me through and tried to talk to you about it in terms of how God was helping me. I was beyond you like trying to keep it from you. But I didn't do as good a job at that point as I could have done with, you know, connecting my struggles with God's strength in my life, because that's, you know, that's what I try to do with my grandkids. I try to do with Gideon and Gideon and Evie and, you know, when they're battling it, just tell them, Hey man, I understand that that's a scary thing, but God is with you. And, uh, it's a fine line, right? It's a fine line in between how much of that as a parent, you need to equip your kids and how much of that as a parent that they're not ready to hear the depth of whatever you're struggling with. Right. So, if you could talk more, I would say if I could do it over in my last to you would be if you could talk more about God's power and less about your problem, that that would be a great gift for your kids. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good word. And I do think, though, like I want to be able I never something I struggle with is I. I never want to seem perfect to my kids. Like clearly I'm not. And they know that because, you know, I lost it two hours ago. Yeah. Um, But I'm saying like, I want, if I'm struggling, I want to find a way to be able to tell them, Hey, mom struggles with this so that they're not. And I don't, I don't think I felt this way about you. Like I never felt like you, um, made like anxiety. You, you didn't tell me it. So then I felt like it wasn't a normal thing by any means. Cause you spoke about it from the stage for, you know, forever. And that's why I feel like so many people connect with you and admire you because you're so authentic. Um, but as a mom, I want to be able to tell my kids like, Hey, I struggle with this and it's okay. Like to have these really anxious thoughts is, normal, you know, like, and not make them feel like they're crazy because, you know, so I don't know. I feel like, how would you suggest doing what you said? Like obviously focusing more on Jesus's power and how he can help you, but how do you also like share with them? Hey, this is a real thing and it's okay. Like there's no shame in it because it's just something that we have to learn to rely on Jesus for. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think let's just talk about Gideon. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's six. So yeah, he's six and he has, you know, he shows a lot of the signs of, of, mm-hmm. you know, the things you and I battle overthinking things at times and overanalyzing things and getting in his head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think when he articulates that to you, mm-hmm. that when you say, 
well, yeah, I know exactly how that feels. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. mom, mom has some of that. Mm-hmm. And here's here's how God helps me. Uh, yeah. As opposed to naming something for a six, seven, eight-year-old. Right. Uh, you know, you're getting yeah. to have a propensity that all of a sudden he learns that word. And now anytime he does something, you know. True. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No. That's or or become anxious about you becoming anxious. Right, I just yeah. Think, I tell parents all the time, baby, that especially men, but it's true too, I think for strong women, uh, that it's not the you poor baby thing that gets us most of the time. It's we try to solve it for them as opposed to sitting with it in them, connecting, going, Hey Gideon, I understand, bud. Uh, you know, I'm scared of, or sometimes I get scared about things that I think about in the future mm-hmm. and it makes me kind of my chest tight. And so now I just ask God to help me. And, you know, one of my greatest fears when in my early counseling days, I would say over and over again, I just don't want to pass this down to my kids. Mm-hmm. So finally, I think my counselor just sick of me saying that said, Hey, the greatest gift you can give your children is a healthy you connected to God. And what I wish he would have told me, uh, or I'd have been smart enough to know at that point as a parent is, and connect that power of God to whatever your child is facing. Yeah. Like, like the 40 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. Just, you know, this little tool that, a gift that was given to me many, many years ago. In fact, I saw the guy who gave me that this past week on this pastor's trip I was on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but, you know, he gave me these 40 IMs, and I still have almost every one of those cards that I wrote out of speaking who God says that I am. And uh, I think the thing I'm the most proudest of that we've done so far with children's tools has been the children's version of the 40 IMs and saying when, when Gideon says, I can't do something or it's too hard or whatever. And you can, it's more than just get over it or yes, you can. It's hey, let's, let's say this together. I can do all things through God who gives me the strength to do it. Yeah. That's been so helpful to me because as a mom, like I am like, we're doing the best we can and we, but we still need people to give us the words to affirm our kids, you know? And so having the 40 IMs, even just like I have them printed out on cards that I can just look at and even reading them over myself. So then I can, it's like become second nature to be able to say that to my kids, you know? And so I don't know, I, we can um, link those so people can have them because I feel like they are such a great tool that's, don't have to overthink, you know, it just gives you some truth to give to your kids whenever they're struggling. Um, yeah. And you can, I mean, I've heard stories of people being creative and taking some of those color pages from, yeah. And, you know, writing them on there and put them on the wall. And I think about, you know, Evie, my almost six year old, I guess she is six year old granddaughter, yeah. almost six anyway. And she's artistic. And so she likes to color pictures and that'd be mm-hmm. a great tool for her. And, you know, mm-hmm. just finding ways to connect. Look, man, here's the deal, B. Your kids, man, like this last two years, they felt some of this mm-hmm. trauma. Yeah. The, you know, there's no way to have not. Your son's first experience in school was he didn't know who kids were because they were wearing a mask. Yeah. Like they're going to be overwhelmed by life, whatever we call it. 
And I have so many people who are lamenting that as opposed to saying, this is an opportunity for me to connect God's power to their very real problems. If there's a chance for our kids, for Jesus to be more real to a six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 15 year old. Yeah. Then it, then it took a lot of us a long time. Why? Because we're living in crap. You yeah. Know? And, and, uh, but we're going to have to get intentional about it. And mm-hmm. I think you have no idea how much when you began to struggle, when I was the first one you would call, when Michelle, our, your sweet sister and all my sweet daughter, would she would come over our house and she knew I was struggling and she would pray for me. I mean, those kind of connections with your children as adults, I mean, it's the most powerful thing on the planet that, that, there, that I was one of the first people you came to as opposed to because I didn't have that kind of relationship conversation with my parents, different times, different deal. That was the last person that I'd want to talk to about it because I didn't want to worry them. Yeah, I wanted to tell you that actually that I know, like you talked about being um, with your counselor when we were young and just being so worried about passing it to us. And I don't believe you did that, but I do want to tell you that, you know, it, me struggling with worry and anxiety um, has been, has connected our hearts, just like you said, so much. And I feel like that's just a testament to the way the Lord works hard and not great things out for his good, you know? And so, and it's connected your heart with so many other people too. So I don't know on the hard days, I hope you remember and anybody else that struggles remembers whether you're worried about what your kids, you know, like what you're doing with your kids or, Oh man, I'm still having panic attacks. The Lord can still work that out for good. And I am so grateful for your vulnerability and the way that you've encouraged me. So it's, it's definitely been cool to see the Lord use that. So thank you. (laughs) I love you, baby. I'm uh, grateful. And I still have to give you to God and remember that daddy can't fix everything. And I don't think I'm supposed to. I think part of that is that you and God have got to figure some of that out. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's true about you and Gideon in six or in your 30s that it's sanctified. Isn't it, oh, my go? gosh. I let God do this. It is. I mean, yeah, just parenting in general is is sanctifying, but to allow them to figure their own, like to watch what you said, sit with them in their stuff, whether it's when he's too aggressive in the basketball court and we're having to figure that out, or he comes home from, um, you know, he's overly anxious about a test or something. I do really want to fix it for him. And, um, I'm grateful that we get to have these conversations because I can hear you in my mind, in the back of my head saying like, you can't fix it. You've got to help him learn through it. So hopefully that will encourage someone else today too, because ultimately we can't control, you know, like what our kids are going through and we can't fix everything for them. But thankfully we have a God who loves them more than we do. So anyway. 
Yes, and the greatest gift that you can give Gideon and Mike Thomas and Esther is a healthy mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the greatest gift you can give them. And health is, I am, I am aware of my weaknesses and I'm trusting God to help me get through. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest gift you can give them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, dang, we are all serious tonight. Usually... <laughs> I have a funny story to tell you, but I don't know. I feel like we got into some of the good stuff. So, well, well hang on before we go. Uh oh. Oh man, I you thought we missed it. No, no, no. You mentioned Gideon's basketball game. Yeah. Let me let me tell you how much joy I got <laughs> because when you were playing basketball and you would look up in the stands, and I'm just encouraged. I block it out, be or whatever. You look at me and go, "I know." Stop. And. You didn't want me to say anything. And I look over there when they pull Gideon out in the third quarter and you have taken him off the bench and have your arm around him back there. You're not coaching. You, I never walked out there behind the bench <laughs> and grabbed you and took you aside. Okay, I, I, he's six. That's different. <laughs> it is. Hey, let me tell you something. Birds of a feather, girl, they flock together. And I, I just be glad Grant Garner doesn't know, your husband doesn't know, as a coach, that Don't you went tell behind him. the bench. Oh, I'm not no. going to tell it because today. he already gives me a hard time. He'll be like, "Bailey, stop!" Because I'm yelling things at Gideon. You know, like get the rebound, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. well, it's, it was. Uh, you've it been was holding joyful. on to that. You've been holding on to that. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna. It's time to close out. So there's a question I always want to ask you at the end, and you just you have like dropped so many truth bombs that we're gonna have to go back and re-listen to. But I do want to say if like there's one thing that you wanted to tell whoever was listening that you want them to walk away and always remember and not forget from our conversation today, what would it be? I would say this, that you have this desperate desire to get it right. Mm -hmm. Do not ever forget to factor the grace and mercy of God into you as a parent. Mm -hmm. And God is looking for somebody who loves him with all their heart. He's not looking for somebody who's perfect. And if you can hang on to the grace and mercy that God's given you and give it to yourself when, not if, but when you don't handle a situation with your kids the way you think you ought to, you're going to be a healthier person which in turn is going to be a greater gift to your children than if you were the greatest parent on the planet and your kids were lucky to have you. Yeah. I believe that with all my heart. I really do. Well, thank you, dad. Well, like we like to close out Gideon, my six year old, when he was younger, he'd always go up and tell us good night. And dad, you have to mimic what you would say to him. I would say, love you kid. And he would say, love you. And I would say, love you. Yeah. So now, even when anytime we're on the phone talking and we're saying goodbye, we always have to say, love you. <laughs> so we'll have to close out like that. So I love you, Dad. I'm so glad that we get to do this. And I look forward to next week. Love you. Love you. Oh, man. <laughs> Some serious truth bombs were just dropped when talking to dad and man I took so many notes but the 
I think the thing I walked away remembering and wanting to apply like today is that I need to remember to connect my struggles that I have with God's strength in my life, not only when I'm speaking to my kids, but literally when I'm talking to myself. Um, whew, that was good. And then also that like we have this great opportunity to make Jesus so real and so powerful to our kids now, no matter what age they are, um, when we connect what's going on with the real world and the tough things that they see with their own eyes to God's strength. Um, whew, that is something that I will be just thinking on and chewing and munching and whatever you want to say for the next couple of days. We're so glad that you joined us today and we look forward to next week's chat. But in the meantime, I wanted to remind you that we have show notes with this episode. And in those show notes, we are going to link the 40 IMs that dad and I talked about. This is a tool you are going to want to have. So go check those out, download them, use them when you're speaking truth over yourself and for your kids. And make sure you check us out on all the social media outlets. We will link all of those also in the show notes. Um, Dad gives some serious encouragement that you can share with your friends and loved ones and that I know you will want to see too. So check those out. And I just hope you have the best day, the best week, and we will see you here next time.